Well, welcome to What the Fuck Do You Do? Season 2. We've got a really special episode today. I'm your host, Shrey Panda. I'm not going to introduce my co-host this time because I'm actually going to be interviewing him today wow. on his job. That's so exciting. Yeah. Oh my God. How'd you get this guest? I, dude, it was so fucking hard. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, Travis. Yes. What is your job outside of What the Fuck Do You Do? Yeah, my title is the head of strategic partnerships at the Marcy Lab School. And what does that mean? <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good question. Uh, so I work at a college alternative. It's a nonprofit in Brooklyn, and we have a bunch of students that go through our program. The goal of it is to get them jobs in the tech industry. Um, and so I joined pretty early. We're still like a pretty small group. So my job has a lot of different like aspects to it. It's not the same thing on a general like daily basis, but like the core parts of it are I'm in charge of like getting people jobs when they leave the program. So I work with a lot of companies. I work with like people who are willing to hire graduates who don't have a college degree. Um, I do all the coaching for students. So helping them get their like resumes together, interview prep stuff, like little life coaching and personal advice. Um, and then like building out the organization. So, um, like hiring a team, making sure our department runs pretty well. So it's, it's like a fun set of responsibilities, but yeah, the big goal is, um, getting people hired, honestly. And how do you even go about doing that? That sounds like a pretty tall task. Yeah, it's funky. It's definitely a bit more of like a niche. Um, so a lot of it is just talking to companies like all the time. I talk to engineers at companies, people who run like talent and recruiting uh, programs at big tech firms and just try to convince them to take a shot on somebody they might not have like thought of as um, like a recruiting target for one of their positions. Um, so it's a lot of like kind of selling and pitching and like trying to get in with the right people at the right time, the right space. Uh, yeah. And it's a lot of fun. And is, is strategic partnership something you did before? Kind of. Yeah. So I did strategic partnerships for the city of New York uh, for tech apprenticeships and workforce developments. And then I also sold wedding venue advertisements strategically okay. <laughs> for a while in San Francisco. Uh, and I did partnerships with universities for a while uh, before that. So I've gotten pretty used to the whole like business development partnerships, like basically trying to come up with cool new programs that are going to benefit whatever I'm working for. And the companies are like institutions that we want to, we want to be a part of our programs. Got it. So like partnerships, if like in a more generalized sense, it's just about forming kind of relationships with other companies or businesses to either start a program or yeah. achieve new business. Like yeah, it, for the most part, I mean, yeah. I think there's so many different forms of it. There's like, all of those examples where a business has a need, like we need to advertise on something and you can be that platform and your partnerships is like selling space for them to advertise. Like that's a super simple way to do it. Um, this one feels a little bit like more complex compared to other roles I might've had because you're talking more about like less tangible goals, like less mm -hmm. immediate things. So kind of, um, trying to break down like this mix of doing the right thing and like long-term strategy, um, to companies. So yeah, just trying to get programs in place that ideally are like benefiting both sides and like creating more of a positive impact. Yeah. So how do you even go about pitching these companies, especially if you're doing it on behalf of kids? Right. How do you, do you, are you thinking about like each individual kid and like form like, like a personalized pitch to each company 
or like how do you how do you even go about like starting this? Yeah, you got to get a little creative. So I mean, it doesn't especially we're a new organization. We don't have a lot of like brand or name recognition. So I can't just like call people up and be like, "Yo, work with us." Um, so do you, do you know who I am? Yeah, it's like <laughs> who, who do you know here? Uh, so some of it is like just showing how amazing our students are and like hoping that people are generally good humans and like want to work with them. So like one of the best ways that I get new partnerships is actually like bringing in volunteers from different companies mm -hmm. to spend an hour, a couple hours, like a few days a week with some of our students, and like getting to know them. And usually they're like, Oh, okay. Like I want to work with this. Like, this is a really cool idea. It's a cool program and initiative. Like how do we get more involved? Um, and so then we kind of layer on like more strategies and programs from there. Sometimes it's just like emailing somebody out of the blue and saying like, Hey, I think you're doing something interesting. We're doing that too. Like let's work together and then spending some time just like convincing them over the phone. Um, and then other times it's like just trying to get intros from people that are supporters that mm -hmm. know a company that I'm really trying to work with or that I think will be a good culture for our students. Um, so yeah, it's like trying all these different outlets. If you, have those lists of people you really want to work with, like your big targets for the year. Like, how do I make sure that they're paying attention to us or at least we can have that conversation? Yeah. Um, because at this point, like I'm confident that if I can have that conversation, I can probably convince them to do something with us. Um, so just getting your foot in the door and getting in the room is like the hardest part. Yeah. That I would honestly hate that. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a lot of cold calling and reaching out to people you don't even know. Less so. Yeah. I did a lot of cold calling early in my career. Yeah. I also used to work in political campaigns. And so you would like literally just cold call strangers and like auto dialing yeah. hundreds of calls every hour kind of Vote thing. for my guy. Yeah. And they're like, who the hell are you? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm in the middle of a family dinner, like never call this number again. So, I mean, to that extent you get a little bit of a tough skin from, mm -hmm. from that or thick skin. Uh, but the further I think the further I've gotten on in like partnerships and business development, the less cold calling, cold emailing I'm doing and the more like targeted, warm intros. Like I've built a bit of a network over the last couple of years. So like asking people for like advice, asking them to introduce me to somebody, it's a lot more effective. It's like yeah. a better use of time. And it's like always nerve wracking and feels crappy to send a cold email or do a cold yeah. call. So I just personally don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> it yeah. could be effective, but no, no, thank you. Yeah. It's always awkward. It's a, it's a, it takes a lot to like put yourself out there, but yeah. it does feel kind of icky. Cause it's right. It's like, I'm asking you for something yeah. and I don't know who you are. <laughs> At least it's like, I, I like what I'm doing. Like I like the people I'm working with. I like the cause of it. So I feel less nervous about bothering someone and like knocking on their door. But yeah, um, yeah it, it never feels good. <laughs> what was the, so out of all the things you, you know, were selling or did partnerships for, what was the thing you liked the most? And then what was the thing you hated the most? Oh man. So yeah, outside of this job, like what I liked the most, I think was working with universities. It was like my first job out of college and we were helping um, like colleges build new scholarship programs. So it was also an education. It was like really, it was just really interesting, like navigating all these leaders of universities and like they all had different goals. I, you know, it was just like massively over um, what I was qualified to do at that point. So it was like always a challenge and always learning something new. The one I 
hated the most was definitely selling wedding venue advertisements. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? I'm like a 25 year old single dude only talking about like floral design, <laughs> and like venue rental fees. Uh, it was, it was weird. Yeah. Were you selling them to people who were trying to get married? No. So it was the opposite. So we had yeah. like, br- <laughs> we had like brides and wedding planners and couples on our website looking for venues. And okay. so my job was to call like, the barn in Florida that hosts weddings or like the chain of Marriott's in like Tennessee yeah, and basically say like, you need to be on our websites so that brides can find you and like price out their weddings and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was weird. It was like, there's weddings are crazy. Like wedding venues yeah. are fascinating. One, they make so much fucking money. Yeah. So if I ever had a ton of money, I would buy like a cool looking barn in Florida and yeah. do weddings for like 50 K a weekend. It, people seriously sounds nice yeah um but at the same time like because it's a lot of solo owners who aren't necessarily business people like you get a lot of really weird conversations yeah (laughs) so people are really picky people are like um you know super particular about their space and they're like we are the greatest single physical location (laughs) in the state of tennessee and i'm like you're on my list of like 600 people to talk (laughs) to this month like i don't care um so yeah that was a little like soul sucking i like the people i worked with and the company itself but it was not something i could relate to at the time so i think that's that's like the biggest thing is like can you relate to what you're doing is it interesting to you because you can find that across like dozens of industries yeah Um, it's not you don't have to necessarily be doing that one thing that feels amazing or like your biggest passion yeah but a little bit of relatability helps yeah for sure so going back to your current job yeah what does your day-to-day look like? As you mentioned, you're doing not just, you know, forming partnerships with companies, but you're also coaching kids and you're building out the team and building out the the company itself. But yeah, what is like, walk, walk us through like what a typical day looks like. Yeah. I think it's, it, one thing I like about it is the schedule is never quite the same. Like it's always, you know, one week there may be more company events. One week there's more like funders that we're trying to get money from to keep the organization going. Sometimes there's a lot more team meetings if we're like doing strategic planning, but generally like on a Monday or something like that, like I will show up and teach a couple of sessions with students. I teach a couple of times a week. So talking about like professional practices, soft skills, things that they can do to be more competitive for jobs. Um, I'll have like a couple meetings with people on the team talking about like, how's this project going? Or we're onboarding a new employee. Like, let me train you on this particular thing. Um, and then I'll usually have like two or three company meetings a day, uh, whether it's talking to a new person that we're trying to work with and just like figuring out if it's the right fit um, or keeping tabs on like an existing partnership. So that actually takes up a ton of the work. It's like yeah. once you get somebody like on board with you, it doesn't I wish it was kind of just like, oh, cool. OK, yeah. this just like runs itself now. But it turns out you have to like talk to them a lot at that point yeah. and make sure it's still going well. So. It's a lot of like checking in, thinking about how we can be better partners, um, like making sure things are going smoothly. Um, yeah. And then, you know, every occasionally, like every day or two, we'll probably have somebody come visit our school. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who's like interested in giving us money, interested in like supporting. And so you do a little bit of like handshaking and schmoozing and like talking about our system and our model yeah. and stuff like that. So the whole calendar for the day is a lot of context switching um yeah so i might go back to back from teaching straight to like a coaching conversation straight to 
some billionaire trying to like figure out how to impress yeah. them. And then straight to like a company I've worked with for two years, just like shooting the shit. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoy that part. That, part that sounds like it could be also pretty challenging and draining to have to always like switch your mind back and forth to completely different tasks. Yeah. I think that, that part comes with a bit of practice, but it yeah. is really tiring. Like I think I've gotten more used to that over time. One of the hardest parts of that actually was like, at the beginning of the pandemic when all of everything switched to zoom. Yeah. I was doing like seven hours of zooms a day or something. Yeah. And so just staring at the screen, having like conversation after conversation and you know, at the hour mark, you switch from one to the other. Yeah. That's like, that really kills you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's th that part's like actually really fun. I think it's like a cool intellectual challenge to come in and like figure out what somebody wants really quickly and it takes like, if you prep a lot at the beginning of the day or the day before, you yeah. can kind of just flow from one thing to the other. Yeah. So how'd you get into this? Yeah. I needed a job out of college. <laughs> <laughs> I was working in like politics and that doesn't pay any money. And I dropped out of grad school and I was living at my girlfriend's parents' house. And I was like, wow, I really need, I really <laughs> need some gainful employment. Uh, and this company in San Francisco was like, do you want to come do sales and partnerships for us? It's like, I don't know what that is. I yeah. don't know how to do it, but you're giving me money and I'm absolutely moving there tomorrow. So yeah. I literally moved up there the next day and got an Airbnb, um, and learned a lot. Like that first job taught me a lot about like the best practices for sales and business development and partnerships. And then I got to go test it all out myself because it was a small startup and I had to do it pretty much on my own for, yeah. for most of the part. So that's what got me into it. And then I figured out like, I just enjoy having conversations with people. I like the challenge of like, Oh, how do we fit these pieces together to come yeah. up with something new or creative? Um, so it ended up being pretty interesting to me. I had a couple like quarter life crises along the way where okay. I completely switched what I was doing. Yeah. But then I kind of ended back in this space again. So, yeah. I mean, you've, it sounds like you've stuck in this profession more or less, I guess maybe when you switch your job, you changed it, but like you like it, I'm assuming. Yeah. So for people who are interested in this, what advice would you give them for getting into this profession? Yeah. I mean, I think looking, if you're working in an organization and you want to like make a change more into partnerships or business development or anything like that, um, like thinking about what other organizations could like we work with to make our lives better. Like, mm -hmm. are there products out there? Is there this cool like brand partnership we could think of? Like, what if we worked with that company for something? Those kind of like brain exercises, I think yeah. open up the strategy behind it and like make you a little bit more creative thinking about that. Um, but I don't think just from a practical standpoint, like there's no degree program. There's mm -hmm. not really like an education institution that helps you get in this space, yeah. like landing more of an entry level business development, account executive sales development, yeah. or like partnerships coordinator type role at a company usually lets you like see how that system works. You can learn from it and climb up a little bit as you go. Um, do you, do you feel like you need to actually go to college? No, absolutely not. Okay. Um, I don't think any of the skills, like there's a lot of skills you can learn in college about building your network, like yeah. discipline and habits. Um, obviously you learn a lot of like thinking skills. And, I feel like, like a lot of people in college do not practice discipline or good habits. Yeah, it, it can, <laughs> it can help you on that. 
Uh, yeah, maybe not so much. Maybe it could actually make it worse. Yeah, practice a lot of like drinking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sports, and hanging out and skipping class and stuff. Um, but no, I think like from a practical standpoint, like you need to be a good conversationalist. So a good listener, you need to ask really curious questions because the, I think the most important part of partnerships is like identifying what somebody needs mm-hmm. and then trying to relate to that with something you can offer. Like if you don't have something you can offer that meets their need and vice versa, like don't work with them. So also saying no is a really important skill. Um, But yeah, it's like listening. It's like a little bit of creativity. It's having, I think, some organizational skills to Mm -hmm. say like, okay, I want to reach out to 40 people to get this thing off the ground. Like you need to kind of plan out the communications for that. Um, But honestly, like you can learn all of that, the tools for that, the resources for that online. You can learn it from a mentor. I definitely don't think you need a formal education to get into it. Uh, But practical work experience is probably, you got to just do it. So there's a lot of organizations that hire entry-level partnerships roles. Um, And it may not be fun or like the most paying thing at first. Like you usually start at the bottom of the ladder. Uh, but at least you'll see if it's the right fit for you. Yeah. Does it get more fun after you get past the entry level? Yes. Okay. I think like usually most entry level roles in this are very heavy cold calling, okay. like cold emailing. You have like templates or scripts. Mm-hmm. Part of that is helpful because you get to see like what's the way this company chose to optimize how you talk about something. Mm-hmm. So you can learn from that and you can like figure out how to make your own templates for later on. But yeah, once you get maybe one or two promotions and you get to the point where either you're working with people that are asking to work with you, which is like inbound. It's the best blessing ever. Um, Or you're thinking about like larger, more complex ideas. I think that's the the really fun stuff. Um, So yeah, I think longevity definitely um, makes it a little bit more interesting and easier. Okay. And like, do you feel like, because it sounds very close to a sales type role. So is there a certain personality that's needed to do this job well? Ah, you, you can't be afraid to ask for things that feel important. Um, I don't think being pushy is good as a sales. You have that like concept that everybody has where you think about a salesman, you think about like movies or shows Mm -hmm. and they're like kind of sleazy. They're talking to your grandma about an encyclopedia. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, you know, they're not going to take no for an answer that kind of thing. Like I don't, I think those are like really bad practices. Right. So, um, yeah, you need to have a personality that's like, one, like, like knowing your boundaries, right? It's like, yeah. is this person really interested? Like, how can, how far can I push this before I'm wasting my time? Like a little bit of confidence to like know how to ask for something you believe in or that you really want. Like yeah. asking for money is not a pleasant experience. Yeah. Um, and I, I think like just really good, like listening and organizational skills from that standpoint. Um, yeah, that's probably like the personality type. That, that I would say yeah. and like being competitive a little bit helps. Okay. Uh, you know, you want your org to succeed, you succeed. You want to succeed as a person. Sales is like very numbers driven yeah. from, from that standpoint. So, um, you are kind of like competing against the other people in the room. Yeah. So if that turns you off from a competitive standpoint, it may not be the best fit. Yeah. So you need a little bit of competitiveness. You need to have the confidence and lack of fear of being able to ask for things. Yep. But then it sounds like you need also need to be able to listen, sort of like understand the other person you're talking to and yeah. not be pushy and understand their boundaries and maybe have a little bit of empathy. Yeah. Just be a good person. You know, yeah. easy enough. That's a, but that's a tough mix of like competitiveness, confidence, not cockiness, 
and then having sort of that empathy and like EQ to actually interact with people. Yeah. And then I think like where I'm trying to go from this position is like, I'm, I've gotten decent at those parts. Like I can have a good conversation. I can send an email chain or something like that, but how to turn that into like a system that kind of runs itself and then take a step back and think about like how to make the whole system better or how to make like big changes to it. So that part is like where the strategic partnerships are like running the department or running the team comes into play. And like, that feels like a whole new set of skills around like management. And um, yeah, that's, that's been new for me too. Yeah. So what's your goal now? Like what, where do you want to go from here? Yeah. So my goal is to hire a team that's going to do the job I've been doing for the last couple of years and help them like be really good at it and empowered and successful. So I'm doing a lot of like management and onboarding and training stuff um, and hiring, which is crazy. I've never done that before. It's yeah. like recruiting and hiring people that I want to work with. Um, and then my goal is thinking about like, where can we expand our company to open up new avenues of partnership? Like, can we start new programs? Can we go after people we've never had access to before um, that are, that takes a lot more time and intention and developments and maybe like instead of two conversations, 15 conversations over the course of a year uh, to pull off. So trying to get out of the weeds a little bit and do more high level thinking. Yeah. Is that typically the trajectory that most people will see if they choose this profession? I think it depends. Like there's usually two big tracks in it. There's the individual contributor track, which it's called where you're just maybe selling to bigger, you're forming partnerships, selling to like larger and larger organizations or um, like higher revenue organizations. So you're increasing like your pay, your career status through that track. And for people that aren't attracted to like managing others or Mm -hmm. the responsibility of like running a team, that can be awesome. Like you're really good at your craft. You're good at what you do and you're just getting bigger and better at it as you go. And then there are, is the other track, which is like moving into more like human management, team management. Um, and so then the whole goal is like, I know all these good tips and tricks. Like, how do I make sure the people working with me like are able to use those as well? Yeah. Um, so I've gone, I've shifted now to like from the IC track to like the manager track mm-hmm. and it's a whole new set of skills and it's fun. Um, so I think it, it depends on the person of what they're interested in doing. Cause not yeah. everybody wants to manage people or yeah. have direct reports or anything like that. Uh, but for me, I think it's a, a really fun experiment. Yeah, for sure. I, I have an actually more of a like interesting question Ooh, for you. Bring it. So, uh, you're asking companies, right? Like, can we form this partnership? Yeah. Right. So it's a lot of you selling like what you're trying to do, but have you ever reached out to a company and based on the conversation you were like, I don't want to work with you. Oh yeah. All the time. And part of it. So the reason this is something to look out for if you're getting into this type of work is mm-hmm. like, what is the leadership of your company? And like, do they have values that they're yeah. actually holding to? Like, is it, all talk or are they actually like pretty serious about it? Yeah. And I'm pretty lucky because the leadership at my company says if something doesn't like meet our goals and values, we can walk away and say, no, it feels really hard in the moment because like making the easier choice can help you hit your goals. But in the long term, it like might hurt the organization. So I talk to companies all the time where it's like, I don't think our students are going to do well here. Or like, I think you're going into this for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. or even like, I don't think you're going to pay our graduates enough money in their careers. And so thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah. And like, you're probably like 20% of my conversations and then us saying no, which is, I think a healthy thing. 
But is that so? Is that common, like at, in in other companies that you worked at? It's sort of like <laughs> no. an ethical dilemma in a sense yes. of like, hey, we can get more business, achieve our goals, maybe yeah. financially, but this other company mm-hmm. is maybe a little slimy or whatnot. Yeah, it's it's definitely not universal. I will one hundred percent say that. And I was talking a little bit earlier about sales, like identifying some a need and then saying what you can offer to meet that need when your product doesn't have a good market fit or something like that, like you don't actually have the thing that's going to solve their problems. A lot of times like sales teams or partnerships, people like default to like, I'm going to force the issue. (laughs) I'm going to make you think you have a need that isn't actually there. And that we're going to be like the best thing in the world to solve all of your problems. And it can work really, really well for a while, but then like they probably won't come back the next year as partners. They probably won't give you a good reputation. Yeah. Um, So that's, I think one of the biggest learnings is like the more time you spend trying to understand like is the company I'm going to join something that's solving a problem? Is right. it like actually a solid product? Um, and like, can I feel, do I feel confident yeah. in telling somebody like, Hey, I think this is actually going to work for you Yeah. versus being like, fuck, I just need this paycheck. So like, yeah, this is going to be the best thing that, that you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And you don't actually believe it. Well, and that's like what people typically think of salesmen, like yeah. in a very negative way. Right. They're right. Like, I'm going to sell this to you. I'm never going to take no for an answer. And yeah. I don't care if you actually need this or not. Yeah. And and that's what I say is like, it's such a big space that you can move laterally all the time. Like if you find that you're at a company and you're like, Oh, this feels skeezy or sleazy or something like that. Like you could do that same job at any other company. Like yeah. account executive is like the most common title. Yeah. Of any tech company or like big firm that does anything. So um, yeah, like definitely hopping jobs and, uh, you know, not being loyal. <laughs> Maybe right. that's not the best advice, but like, you know, make sure you're prioritizing yourself uh, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, cool, man, dude, this was awesome. Yeah. Uh, this is my co-host Travis. We thought Ooh. it'd be cool to interview each other, but yeah, we're going to be interviewing some really cool people this season, but fun. Trav, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you, my friend. Oh, that was, that was pretty good too. <laughs>